everyone welcome or welcome back to another episode of the podcast beautiful you i am your host avantika in today's episode we are going to talk about self care i'm going to share seven of my self care habits that i've been following for quite some years now in the previous episode i had mentioned how self care things like self care is more than face masks and massages and solo dates it's more so about going to therapy cutting people off forming boundaries doing things that make you uncomfortable but also help you grow because the habits that you need to inculcate to reach to your higher potential are the things that will make you feel alone they will make you feel uncomfortable you would have to deal with such ugly emotions and you would have to sit through it you know so self care habits are not always something that makes you feel good but they just help you get uncomfortable and that's where the growth begins so yeah i wanted to share some of the habits that i do on a regular basis that has helped me evolve into the kind of person i've always wanted to be now self care is basically a practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in particular during periods of stress A few weeks back I had asked you what it means like what self care means to you and here are some of the Instagram replies that I got Someone said passing the mental threshold to take bold decisions which is mentally and physically good for me Someone else shared well self care is like treating yourself after every successful checkpoints and pampering yourself when you feel low Another person said taking a break resting and doing what I like for example watching Harry Potter One more person replied, doing difficult things even when I don't wish to, example working out or even having a confrontation given that I don't like them at all. Another person replied, self-care means finding out what makes you happy, calm, lets you collect your thoughts and doing those things as a way to heal yourself from whatever stress, anxiety bothers you. Thank you so much for your replies and those are pretty accurate ones. and so without further ado let dive into the habits that i personally follow the first one is showing up for yourself now i always believed that it's not the comfortable days that shape you and help you grow it's the days when you feel most uninspired when you feel low when you feel unmotivated or uncreative or on the days that you know you feel exhausted Those are the days where you need to show up. Those uncomfortable moments are the ones that actually help you grow the most. When you're showing up for yourself, you are proving to yourself that you're capable and deserving of the efforts that you're putting in. When you show up for yourself consistently, your mind gets programmed in a way that helps you increase your self-esteem and self-belief. For me, self-care is a balance between softness and sternness. Even when I'm stern with myself, I do it with kindness and love and compassion. I'll give an example. I deal with bipolar disorder. So I talk about my journey and my diagnosis with it in one of the episodes if you haven't checked it out you can do that and I have to deal with episodes of depression and the highs and the lows basically and the mood swings all throughout the year I have learned the fine line when I should push myself to do something and when I should take a step back and get some rest so either ways like even if I'm pushing myself to do something or even when I'm taking rest I'm showing up for myself in both of those situations even when I'm hustling or even when I'm resting And I feel like that is something that you learn to do when you work on your relationship with yourself. This is not easy, you know, believing in yourself and showing up for yourself on every day and showing up for yourself as your best self can look different on different days. You know, so it's not something which is quite easy to do. It takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of patience, and it takes a lot of self-awareness and you need to constantly be in touch with yourself and yeah, just practice the healthy habits that help you grow. This brings me to my second point, being mindful towards your body and mind. 
you can't expect your body to listen to you if you don't listen to her for example in march in 2022 i had been going through a very intense depressive episode and i knew that if i didn't take care of myself i would end up in a much worse state at that time and it was very scary right so during that time i was tutoring podcasting going to college i had like a peer counseling internship going on and i was also interning with a corporate company so like i knew i had to drop out of something and the thing is i loved podcasting it was something that filled me up but then eventually during that period it seemed like a burden to me and it was very hard but i needed to listen to my body and i was like it felt like a burden it felt like a chore that i did not want to do so i had to take a break and i initially thought that, that the break would be for a month the break ended up being for 3 to 4 months but all because i needed to listen to you know my body and my mind i needed to be mindful about what i need to get back to my best self to get back from the low that i've been going through not just that even it's like the simplest things like going to the gym or deciding what workout i want to do sometimes i get very tired after college and i really do not want to like lift weights so instead of doing that i would just go to the gym and do cardio here i need to show up for myself by going to the gym however i'm still being mindful towards what my body needs right now which is not pushing myself too much because that will lead to a burnout So it's always like a balance of everything, you know. Don't take the pointers that I'm sharing right now as like a singular entities. They are a mix of everything. So, yeah, like I'm showing up for myself by going to the gym, but at the same time being mindful about what my body and my mind needs right now. The third point would be journaling. Whenever I feel overwhelmed, I take some time to organize my thoughts better. So writing them down on a piece of paper actually makes them feel more real and it makes it easier for me to deal with it i know often that we procrastinate or we avoid writing those things down we avoid journaling because it actually makes them feel more real and we are not ready to deal with the authenticity of that problem we are not ready to you know head on face with a certain issue but yeah so journaling helps you do that that is one of the self care habits because it's pushing me to face ugly emotions that i really do not want to face and <laughs> It's making me feel uncomfortable but I know I have to do it. The fourth point would be eating healthier and less processed food. So sometimes I would go on detox on like holidays when I would simply eat salads and fruits or smoothies. It makes me feel better and it works as a break for me and I've noticed that it makes me feel more focused on my work. So basically this point eating healthier and less processed food is linked again with being mindful towards what your body needs. Sometimes I don't feel like eating solid foods so I just stick with liquids. Sometimes I do not want to have a lot of food so I simply just incorporate more of veggies and just salads and fruits more in my diet, you know, in that particular day or something. So this thing making sure that I'm choosing like the healthier options whenever I can has definitely helped me better my relationship with myself. The fifth practice would be getting some quality sleep. I usually try to sleep for 6 to 7 hours every day and on nights that I can't sleep I tend to listen to some meditation music or some higher frequency level music and it usually helps me sleep but when college gets hectic or when work gets hectic I am pretty much always sleep deprived just last week I had my midterms going on and I don't think I slept more than 5 hours that being aside like you know when life gets hectic and it, you literally cannot sleep for more than 5 or 6 hours apart from that I do try my best to get good sleep whenever I can I've noticed that whenever I have a wacky sleep schedule it affects my mental health it affects the mood swings as well 
so my sleep and the mood swings that i go through they are kind of closely related it happens a lot with mood disorders that's what i've noticed at least or th with like the people that i've talked to that's one thing i'm i'm trying to get better with my sleep schedule for sure and getting decent enough sleep on a regular basis my sixth practice is going to therapy i've been in and out of therapy for about 5 years at this point I didn't always have, you know, the greatest therapist who challenged me in the right ways. So finding the right therapist for you takes a lot of time. The one that I'm seeing at the moment, he is amazing. I've been going to him for about more than a year at this point, and he has helped me overcome so many of my insecurities actually, so many of my fears. We unlearned old thought patterns and we learned new ones. People often think that going to therapy makes you weak. It's genuinely really hard for people to reach out, but I just want you to know that Going to therapy does not make you any weak. It actually shows that you have so much strength and courage and you're ready to take accountability, you know? It is one step closer in your journey of self-discovery. The trauma that happened to you, the bad things that you've been through, that was not your fault, but taking accountability for your own healing is your fault. So, take this as a sign to go to that therapy appointment that you've been wanting to go to. Work on yourself. There's nothing badass than being so courageous and being open to vulnerability and working on yourself and you know sharing parts of yourself and healing because healing is never linear healing is extremely messy but you have to start somewhere right yeah if you are someone who's been going to therapy more power to you that's amazing and i hope that it helped you a lot and the ones that who are starting it i hope it helps you a lot the seventh practice that i do and this is actually the best one so pay attention i want you to like listen because i'm sure you'd get something out of it and it's basically modifying your internal dialogue this is something which is literally an always an ongoing process and i've been changing my internal dialogue actively working on it for a very long time for years at this point internal dialogue is basically how you talk to yourself how you communicate respond react to your actions behaviors thoughts etc and the way that i've changed it for example Let's say a few years back, if I had overslept, if I had slept in, let's say instead of getting up at 8 a.m., which is when I wanted to get up at, instead if I wake up at 10 a.m., right? That's two hours of my day that I'm sleeping in, and that's basically two hours of my day that I lost on in my schedule. Like I'm behind on my schedule. So earlier I would get mad at myself. I would be like, "Okay, what is wrong with you? You know, you're so stupid. And why did you like uh, sleep in for two hours? You how dare you uh, slept through all the alarms and." all that stuff like i would be so frustrated with myself then eventually i started asking okay why did my body need so much sleep why did my body need the rest is there something going on that i did not pay attention to and if so how can i make it better by changing this internal dialogue like instead of getting mad at myself i would start acknowledging okay i slept in but what's going on it helped me understand myself better it helped me be more in tune with myself be mindful of your language because it leads to your perception and that leads to your reality however you speak to yourself that is going to create the perception that you have about yourself and your perception is always your reality so if you tell yourself that oh you're stupid and dumb you're going to start to believe that you're stupid and dumb and that's going to be your own reality you know so that is there another one of the dialogues that i changed was instead of using the word am i started using the word feel i'll give an example instead of saying 
i am angry i would say i feel angry i am sad changed into i feel sad so basically these help me draw boundaries between my emotions and how it affects me in the present i acknowledge that i'm feeling a certain way but i take over their power that they have or they potentially could have by saying you know i feel angry or i feel sad i feel frustrated i feel whatever it is so there is one you take away their power you acknowledge that you're feeling a certain way and yet you're able to think rationally and you're able to respond rather than react this whole thing also goes on with mental disorders you would never hear me say i am bipolar i always make it a point to say i have bipolar or i've been diagnosed with it because it's a diagnosis and the diagnosis that you get you know they basically help you understand how you can take care of yourself better with my diagnosis of bipolar it's not who i am it's just i don't let it define me i'm much more than that diagnosis we have been taught in universities and such as well that you never say oh this person is autistic or you never say this person is schizophrenic something like that because you're essentially associating their identities with their disorders which is not the healthy way to go you always say oh they have been diagnosed with autism or they have schizophrenia you use words like that so being mindful of the language that you're using not just towards others but also to yourself goes a long way in changing your perception which then changes your reality so yeah I hope that you're able to change your internal dialogues, be more aware of of it and you'll see you'll see how it works. You know, you'll definitely see how it works. When you change the energy that you give to yourself, you begin to react differently, you begin to respond differently. And that everything is just all the seven practices that I shared, honestly, they are all interlinked with each other. When I started changing the internal dialogue, it helped me be more self-aware, it helped me be more in tune with myself and it helped me show up for myself more. So all the practices that I shared, they are linked with each other and it's like you need to show up for yourself every single day, you know. you don't grow unless you're uncomfortable and practicing self care is going to make you feel uncomfortable it is going to force you you know deal with certain emotions or certain realities that you didn't necessarily want to face but that's where the growth happens that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in i do hope that you enjoyed today's episode it was so fun for me to record it and to even when i was writing down the draft because it made me look back regarding the practices that i followed when it came to self care it was interesting it was fun i hope you enjoyed it my email and my instagram will be linked in the description below do reach out i would love some feedback and i would absolutely love to hear what you do to practice self care again thank you so much for tuning in and if you're listening to this on spotify i would really appreciate it if you could rate my podcast because it definitely helps me reach out to more people if you're listening to this on youtube hit that like button and do comment and do subscribe to my channel so you are aware when you know new episodes come out i will see you guys in the next episode i love you bye